Hello and welcome to LTC NAC Chat, a podcast brought to you by the American Association of Nurse Assessment Coordination, ANAC. I'm your host, Rebecca, and today I'm here with Jane Bell, ANAC Curriculum Development Specialist, to start off a new podcast series called Deep Dive into Quality Measures. These monthly podcasts will feature one or two of the MDS 3.0 quality measures and delve into the details about each measure and what actions may prove helpful as the nurse assessment coordinator and other members of the interdisciplinary team work to improve or maintain their results. Welcome, Jane. Oh, thanks, Rebecca. Yes, this is exciting, I think. Jesse McGill, my cohort in curriculum development, and I have seen and heard requests to break down the QMs for those involved with the process so that they can better understand the ins and outs of the measures. For our first podcast, we will discuss two long-stay measures, falls with major injuries and prevalence of falls. As we go through each measure, we will describe the rationale, what's in the numerator, the denominator, the exclusions, and covariates, as well as a possible action plan for greater success. This sounds like it's going to be a great podcast series, Jane. I understand that one of the keys to tackling the QMs is to fully comprehend the definitions and the assessment record selection steps that define the terms and are used in distinguishing the QMs. Would you cover those definitions we are talking about today? Sure, Rebecca, because those definitions will be a part of each of the quality measure discussions as we move forward. So we'll begin with two key definitions, stay and episode. A stay is defined as the period of time between the resident's entry into the facility, so that's an admission or re-entry, and it ends with the earliest of any discharge assessment, anticipated or not, or a death in the facility record, or the end of the target period. For Medicare residents, a stay could include any interrupted stays lasting three calendar days or less. Now, episode. For this definition, I'd like to provide an analogy first. Consider a train, starting with the lead car, the engine, and going back to the caboose. The string of cars, or the whole train, depicts the episode, with each car representing a stay. So sometimes, you know, there are many cars making up the train, just as multiple stays can occur during an episode. So an episode begins for the resident with the admission entry record and ends with the earliest of a discharge with a return not anticipated or a discharge assessment with return anticipated, but the resident did not come back to the facility within 30 days, or a death in the facility, or the end of the target period. So in other words, an episode is a period of time spanning one or more stays. As we are beginning with two long stay measures regarding falls, let's review the definition of long stay. A long stay is an episode with the total number of days 
cumulative days in the facility greater than or equal to 101 days and may include one or more interrupted stays. The cumulative days in the facility are those days when the resident is in the facility, starting with an admission or re-entry record, and ending with the earliest of any discharge assessment or a death in the facility record or the end of the target period. The target period is the duration of time that defines the quality measure reporting period. For example, it could be a calendar quarter, depending on the assessments selected for the measure. The last definition I want to review is target date. The way to think about this term is that it represents the event date. And depending on the measure, that could be an entry record using the entry date, or a discharge record, or death in the facility record using the discharge date. Most often, I'd have to say, though, it is equal to the assessment reference date, the ARD. Thanks, Jane. I can see how important it is to understand the definitions before even looking at the measure-specific details. It sounds like we are ready to get into those details, though. What else can you tell us about these falls measures? Sure, let's keep digging in. One question we frequently see about both of these falls quality measures is, how long will the residents stay triggered on the QM reports? Well, the short answer to that is the resident can stay on the QM report for about one year. And yes, I said about a year. How can that happen? Well, the assessments selected by the key software for both long-stay falls measures uses what's called a look-back scan. In this process, the software evaluates all qualifying reasons for assessments within the current episode that have target dates no more than 275 days prior to the target assessment. So the qualifying reasons for the assessments determine which assessments will be evaluated by the software. Which assessments are going to be looked at to determine if the measure should be triggered or not. For the false quality measures, the software looks back for any OBRA assessments or the PPS five-day or the return anticipated or not discharge assessments. By examining all these assessments in that look back period, CMS determines whether the event, the fall, or the condition, the major injury, occurred at any time during the episode. Again, this could be one or more stays. And how does 275 days translate into almost a year? Well, the 275-day period includes up to three quarterly OBRA assessments, and the earliest of them would have a look-back period of up to 93 days, which then covers a total of about one year. 
Thank you for that dive into the look back scan and the workings of the key software, Jane. Listeners, please stay tuned while we take a quick commercial break. Onboarding a new MDS coordinator or a new DON, let ANAC and AADNS help. We offer comprehensive online training programs developed specifically for the new MDS coordinator or the new DON. Learn more about ANAC MDS Essentials at anac.org backslash education and more about AADNS DNS Fundamentals at aadns-ltc.org backslash education. Welcome back. Let's continue our discussion with Jane Belt concerning two long-stay quality measures about falls. All right, Rebecca, and before we get started again, let me just remind everyone, we will be going over a great deal of detail in the QM podcast series, and we strongly recommend that every person involved in the quality measure process have access to the CMS MDS 3.0 Quality Measures Users Manual. Right now we're on version 13.0. This manual is the key to unlocking any QM mysteries. The details are so specific for each measure that a person cannot just tell from the title what exactly will be looked at in the selection process. And for my sake, I can't remember all the details. So let's take, for example, the MDS 3.0 measure, percent of residents experiencing one or more falls with major injury. Now, from this title, we do know the measure is reporting the percentage of residents who had one or more falls in the look-back period, and if they experienced a major injury in any of those falls. What isn't evident by the title, though, is that the definition for major injury in the RAI user's manual includes any bone fractures, joint dislocations, closed head injuries with altered consciousness, and subdural hematomas. We certainly know this quality measure often receives great attention from the surveyors because within our nursing home population, and even in the elderly population in general, falls are serious and unfortunately do occur often. So when reviewing triggered residents, it is critical to make certain that the individual risk factors for that resident, such as a history of falls, impaired cognition, uh, postural hypotension, psychotropic, cardiovascular drugs, restraints, impaired balance, and even insomnia, that those individual risk factors are identified on that resident's care plan. The interventions then must be appropriate for the risks identified and person-centered to reduce the risk of injury for this resident. Great information, Jane. Can you tell us more about how this measure is calculated? Sure, to determine a percentage, CMS uses a calculation using the numerator and denominator. Math refresher here, 
determine a percentage by dividing the numerator by the denominator and multiply that number by 100. So the numerator is the top number of the fraction and represents the resident who triggered the QM event. The bottom number of the fraction is called the denominator and it denotes the number of eligible residents who were at risk of being in the numerator. After the division, the result is multiplied by 100 and then reported on the CASPER MDS 3.0 facility level quality measure report under the column header facility observed percent. To find the specific residents who triggered the report, go to the CASPER resident level quality measure report, and it identifies residents active and discharged that were included in the calculations. So for the falls with major injury, the numerator is comprised of any long stay resident in the look back scan with one or more falls that resulted in the coding of falls with major injury, or speaking in MDS item terms, J1900C equals one or two. So even if the resident experiences only one fall with major injury, that individual will continue to trigger for up to one year. The denominator is all long-stay residents with one or more look-back scan assessments. That is a qualifying reason for the assessment in the 275-day period, except those with exclusions. And an exclusion is items coded on the qualifying assessment that remove the resident from calculations. The only exclusion for the measure falls with major injury is if all, that's all, look back scan assessments were coded in that MDS item as unknown or dashed. For this quality measure, there are no covariates. The covariates show the complexity of the resonant and are used as a risk adjustment, either positively or negatively, an effect that QM facility adjusted percent. And we'll talk more on that term in later podcasts. But again, there are no covariates for falls with major injury. Finally, this measure appears not only on the CASPER QM report, but also on Nursing Home Compare, the Surveyor Quality Measures Report, and the five-star quality reporting reports. Thank you for that detailed explanation, Jane. Let's move to the MDS 3.0 quality measure, prevalence of falls. What can you tell us about this one? Sure, and this one will be a bit less detailed since we went over much of the information in the other measure. The MDS 3.0 quality measure prevalence of falls is one of three QMs that are known as surveyor quality measures. And these prevalence measures are reported only on CASPER reports, so they are not public anywhere. 
except do remember the surveyors have access to your facilities CASPER reports. The measure specifications appear in Appendix E of the QM user's manual. These measures were selected by CMS specifically as requested by surveyors to help them compile their resident sample roster for the on-site health inspections. The measure description does tell the story as the measure reports the percentage of long-stay measures who had a fall during their episode of care. The numerator is triggered if MDS item J1800 is coded one or yes, the resident has had a fall since admission or re-entry or the prior assessment on one or more assessments in that look back scan period. The denominator is all long stay residents with one or more look back scan assessments except those with exclusions. Well, the exclusion only pertains to item J1800 if the occurrence of falls was not assessed or it was dashed on all the look back scan assessments. There are no risk adjustments of covariates, so a resident triggering this measure can appear on reports of the facility for up to one year because of that look back scan method. Any of these triggered residents would be subject to review as the surveyors determine the facility's compliance with the regulation that requires the facility to provide an environment that is free from accident hazards over which the facility has control and provide supervision and assistive devices to each resident to prevent avoidable accidents. Remember the resident's environment, not only the outside stuff around them in their room or when they go in the hall, but it also includes medication reviews as part of their environment. And just like the falls with a major injury measure makes certain that each triggered resident has their individual risk factors identified on their care plan, along with personalized resident-specific interventions to reduce the risk of future falls. Thank you, Jane. This completes the review of the MDS quality measures about falls. Do you have any final thoughts? Well, just that QMs can be a bit difficult to navigate at first. Don't give up. <laughs> but understanding the definitions and how the measure is triggered becomes the magic sauce, so to speak. And the interdisciplinary team can then meet and determine action plans to improve or maintain the facility's quality measure results. Thank you, Jane. This has been a great review. Listeners, thank you for joining us today. If you found this podcast informative and helpful, don't hesitate to hit the subscribe button so that you never miss a future episode. For more resources and tools on quality measures to help you in your role, please visit our website at www.aanac.org.